right, and we are live. All right, and welcome to episode 28 of TLC, Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host, um, normally along with Nancy Minicozzi. Unfortunately, she was unable to make it this evening. I am, my name is Lisa, and I am a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County. Just as a reminder of our podcast focus, we are accessible on your schedule, so 15-minute format, and it's a chance for you to get your own questions answered, either on our website or on the YouTube chat. It is personalized mobile PD. You choose the focus. You listen to where uh, you want to. So please contact us, though, if you know of somebody who would be a great guest, and if it would be you, we would love to have you as well. If you enjoy our podcast, and we hope you do and don't see why you wouldn't, um, please uh, support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also search, uh, you can just search us for TLC Ninja Teachers. You can also look for us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Sound, sorry about that, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. And while you're there, feel free to rate us, and the more ratings we have, the easier it is for others to find us. So tonight's coffee fact, did you know, because we always have a coffee fact, did you know that Hawaii is the only state in the United States that commercially grows coffee? However, their climate, it totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, we have uh, Kim Bass, who will be talking to us about coding in her school. And we're so excited to have you, Kim. Um, you. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do, who, who you are, where you're from? Sure. Um, I'm Kim Bass. Um, let's see. This is my 28th year in education. I am now teaching at Robert C. Fissler School in Fullerton, I'm in the Fullerton School District. Um, we're a K-8 school, and K-8 district as well. And let's see, uh, Fissler opened, I think it's 12 years ago. We have a one-to-one -one laptop program, third through eighth grade. And our first and second graders are one-to-one -one with iPads. And um, I've been with Fissler since we started. So I've taught first grade, Second grade, third grade, fourth grade. Yeah. So I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love all the technology that you have and how much support you guys have, have in your school and in your district. Yeah. Yeah, we're very um, So coding is really popular right now, and everybody wants to code. Uh, how are you making it meaningful in your school? One of the things that we're trying to do um, is be very specific. We've um, had a lot of staff meetings and specifically our K2 staff has really talked about wanting to be able to explore and spend more time exploring, um, looking at um, uh, sequencing and patterns and things like that that are um, specific to coding. And we have different things that are set up specifically that kinder have, that first grade have, that second grade has. Um, but the real hardcore coding starts in third grade and builds up builds up by grade to eighth grade um, our school this year we've adopted um, like a three phase type of coding where we have literally coding instruction in the classroom then we have an application piece and then a showcase piece so and the showcase is different for each grade level we've kind of targeted something specific for each grade um, and um, kind of either something that we already started at that grade level and we're just kind of building on what we've already started um, or um, or we just kind of started something new so everyone has something a specific focus for that grade level 
Wow, that sounds fantastic. I would yeah. love to see um, their exhibitions. That would yeah. be neat. So what tools have been most useful for the students and teachers? Well, we did like, we, we've got a lot of toys at our school. We've kind of been building up on, we've been writing a lot of grants. Uh, I think they first started three years ago, four years ago, we've got the little bee bots, you know, the little bees that you can actually program directly into the device. And those um, the, our kindergartners have. Um, our first graders use like Ozobots, the little Ozobots that you can draw and that's kind of like first grade um, kind of niche. And the second graders have the Dash and Dots. So those kind of devices kind of got us started. And then third grade, we wrote grants uh, for drones, um, and we wrote grants for ProBots, which is kind of like the advanced version of the BeeBot. They look like a car. They're really kind of cool, sports car looking. Oh. And, then, um, and then from there, we kind of, um, we have EV3s in third grade. Fourth grade has like circuitry with little bits. Um, we have a lot of gadgets and gizmos. Uh, fifth grade is working on on artificial intelligence and kind of creating their own database for their own like Alexa for for fifth grade that has their own content on it. It's pretty amazing. And then sixth grade has yeah, sixth grade is working on like cyber safety. So all of their lessons and their coding has to do with like hacking and how to prevent hacking. So they kind of divide up the class and half of them are working on websites and how to protect the websites while the other ones are trying to hack in and vice versa, the coding that requires that. And I don't teach sixth grade, so I don't know that coding at any level right now. <laughs> and then seventh and eighth grade does a lot of app development. And um, let's see, they're starting, um, they use uh, a different robot that, um, and I can't think of it right now to check my notes, but um, that's a lot more sophisticated that they do um, the robotics with in seventh and eighth grade. So we have a lot of tools. Wow, that sounds like a really great progression where they start yes. off easy with the B-Bots and then they go all the way up to coding and hacking and wow, yeah. how yeah. Amazing, amazing is that? Pretty amazing. Yeah, very, we've worked really hard on developing the progression this year. That's been our main goal and creating lessons for each grade level for that as well. So that's oh, been pretty Wow, that is so useful. I may have to pick your brain later. <laughs> I, I'd um, love it, anytime. That's awesome. So um, how did you introduce coding to the staff? Because I'm sure your staff um, in your district is much mm. like everybody else's where you have some of us ed tech nerds who are all into it and like, yes, let's try something. And then you have the other ones who are like, so how did you get, you know, the coding, to, how did you introduce it to the whole staff so that they were all on board? Okay, so I think majority of us got started with like the code.org hour of code challenge when that first began. And most of us, that's how we tip, you know, stuck our toe in the water of coding. I don't think any of us really experienced it except for maybe our tech teacher in seventh, eighth grade. He probably had done more coding with his um, EV3s and things like that. So the rest of us kind of started with code.org, which was letting the kids explore an experience, and we didn't have to be responsible for the teaching of the coding. Um, it was embedded already in the program, which was much less non-threatening for a lot of the teachers that were not or are not experienced with, uh, with coding or programming at all. 
Um, our district offers some scratch training. So brought in a programmer at our district so we could sign up for having some lessons specifically with scratch. Um, a lot of us have done just playing around and learning on scratch on our own. So I know that's how the block coding kind of got started was um, through a lot of uh, code.org and scratch um, and even Khan Academy. And then we kind of let the kids kind of guide us from there as far as what they wanted. Lucky, we were very lucky we have some after school programs that had Python coding and some of the more um, language based coding. And that's kind of when we made the connection um, with one of the, the companies that teaches the um, um, Code Tech is the name of the company. And they've kind of helped um, up, set up more of what we need and they send a teacher in. We actually, this is our first year having a coding teacher come in, third through, third through sixth grade to help teach the actual code. And it's a three year program. So. Um, they're teaching it this year. Next year we co-teach. So I'm just going to be responsible. The teacher is going to be responsible for learning it and doing part of the lessons. And then the third year, it's going to be in my hands. So they're really trying to support us in learning the coding along with the, the students. Um, they're offering us summer programs this summer to help us train, to help build. Um, and that's kind of where we're kind of jumping in. We've agreed to help and do the training so we can learn along with the students. And I kind of, we've always been kind of open to the professional development, but we, um, we know the kids are really wanting this and the community really wants this. So in order for us to best support our students, we kind of need to learn a little bit more about it ourselves. So we're really taking advantage of the, the training and um, trying to get on board with what we need to know on our end. So we've been very fortunate with the support from our admin and from our district with that. That sounds fantastic. And the kids get to see you learning and failing and succeeding. Oh, and Oh, failing often. Yes. <laughs> and, and then they end up, <laughs> that is so they get to be the expert when they catch on faster than we do. And then they can then go ahead and help correct and troubleshoot our code so we can fix our mistakes and it ends up, um, being um, where we're sharing our learning together. It's it's a wonderful atmosphere to be in, yeah. But you have oh, to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to fail, yeah. Yeah. How? Oh. Yeah. Um, so what has the reaction of the students and the parents been? Um, our community, our parents, our kids are so loving the coding and the programming. Um, they are very, very interested in it. They want to see the computer science in, um, evolve at our school site. Um, we have opened up tours so the parents can actually see the progression, and they're blown away. They're just blown away seeing what the kindergartners are doing in the first and second all the way up through grades to eighth grade, and then they're just absolutely amazed at how we've specifically built it to get all the way to eighth grade and um, how strong the kids are at it. They they pick things up so much faster, and this this doesn't see. It seems to be seamless. So the kids, they love it. They want more of it. One day a week to them is, you know, um, not enough. So they would like to see us do it more often. So, <laughs> and for a lot of the teachers, is trying to integrate it into your day and what you can build with it that already 
you're already doing with math or you're already doing with science or social studies. And so that's kind of where we're trying to add the curriculum. So the teachers aren't feeling they're giving up the actual minutes to we're losing 50 minutes to coding when we should be teaching reading when in fact there's a lot of things that connect together curriculum wise. And so that's where we're working right now is creating those lessons to help build that curriculum and show and be able to prove what standards we're covering and still teaching coding at the same time. So it's pretty, and pretty impressive. So it's not it quite done. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. impressive. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you've talked about like the progressions um, through, through the grades and, and, and that sounds like that it's been like a, a building sort of process. You didn't kind of start off with that. So, um, mm. No, you know, from one year to the next, what advice would you have for somebody um, who is looking to create something like this and, and go with the progression that you've gone with? That's a really good question. Um, a lot of times what sometimes is what you have available in front of you. What devices do you have? What are you using? Um, are you doing web based? Are you doing app? Um, and what kind of community support you have? It's amazing. Um, we that's how we kind of got started. Um, two years ago was we had a parent who actually does app development and he came in and his child was in fourth grade so he did this whole app development design um, process with the fourth graders and then pulled in the eighth graders to actually do the coding for the app and so that just dominoed into now what we're living right now at our school um, so the app development might be designing but the actual coding of the app is more upper grade or middle school, I should say, um, depending on what, whether it's Python, whether it's um, um, uh, the other language-based learning. So it's kind of look around and see what you have available to you. And if you have any teachers that are interested in training, so Orange County Department of Ed um, has a lot of training, and there's a lot of things online if you're willing to go and find out and teach yourself what you want to do and what you want to code. The kids are more than willing to learn, so it's more of who you've got on your site that you can kind of get it going, get the ball rolling. Well, that was our timer. And so you have about <laughs> one minute left to kind of wrap everything up. That went, that went by really That went quickly, really fast. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any final words, uh, advice, or words of wisdom? That words of wisdom. Like jump in. Try and get started. You don't have to be the master of all things. Your kids are going to be the ones that are going to lead the way. Let them teach you, and you don't have to be the expert. I think failing in front of your students is probably the most powerful way for them to learn and for them to see how taking risks and how exciting learning is. And that's kind of, I think, what coding and programming allows everyone is to take the risk and learn and fail and keep, keep learning after after you fail. So good luck. It's fun. It's fun. And the <laughs> That's kids love excellent it. excellent advice. Yes, it is fun. And you're right. We just need to kind of go with it and learn with our kids. Um, so thank you all for listening. And if you enjoyed our show, please uh, make sure that you leave a comment to let us know. And join us on Monday, May 15th for a very special guest. And remember, we're always looking for guests. So please share the, to share all the great things that you're doing in your classrooms. And we know you're all doing fantastic things. So if you know someone who fits the bill or if you'd like to be a guest, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thank you and we'll see you in two weeks.